Good evening, Patriots. And it's Thursday, the end of Thursday, June 15th in the year 2023. We have an interesting time where we are having to grow into authorities that for many, they are new, that whole concept, and yet time is of the essence on one hand. And on the other hand, God is so infinitely patient and loving that as we lean in, we'll find ourselves fitting in exactly where we need to be. But the issue is we have to move. We can't sit still in this time. One thing for certain right now is that we also need to keep our immune systems boosted, and that's to keep ourselves strong, a full body mind. And one of the ways to do that is to ensure that what we put into our body is a whole food supplement. Field of Greens is just that perfect supplement. It is truly made of whole foods. It's a It's been freeze-dried, and then milled down, all organically grown. Patriots, our greatest health is achieved when we rely on God's bounty to support our whole body health. Field of Greens is a whole food supplement that empowers our mind, body, and spirit as we were designed. Each specific fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens has been medically chosen to support specific health functions like your heart, your liver, your kidney health, your immune system, and your metabolism. Field of Greens is organically sourced, manufactured in the United States, and the company is headquartered in Texas. It is a supplement designed to boost the full body-mind function using whole foods. Just read the ingredient label and you will see it reads like a grocery shopping list, not a lab experiment. Field of Greens is also the only brand with a better health promise. Start using and enjoying Field of Greens, and at your next doctor's visit, if your doctor doesn't say something like, wow, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up, return it for a full refund. If you keep your body healthy, your mind and spirit will follow. So get started today. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to get 15% off by going to fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And if you sign up for the monthly subscription, which you can suspend or cancel at any time, you will get an additional 10% off. That is a total of 25% off. Just go to fieldofgreens.com and use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Again, that's fieldofgreens.com, promo code BARDS. There you go, the perfect supplement. They've got another one. I, I'm just, I just have to talk about it real quick because they've got another one for like boosting my mind focus. And I was like, come on, can't be that good. And I tried it and I was like, okay, there's something to this. So check them out. They are a really good company. They, I love that product because I know that what I'm putting in my body, I know what's in there. It's not like I'm reading a label going, excuse me, but I don't have my science dictionary with me. Isaiah 61, the spirit of the Lord, the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed and commissioned me to bring good news to the humble and afflicted. He has sent me to bind up the wounds of the brokenhearted, to proclaim release from confinement and condemnation and to the physical and spiritual captives and freedom of prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance and retribution of our Lord God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion the following, to give them a turban instead of dust on their heads a sign of mourning, the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment 
expressive of praise instead of disheartened spirit. So they will be called the trees of righteousness, strong and magnificent, distinguished for integrity, justice, and right standing with God, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise and restore the former desolations, and they will renew the ruined cities, the desolations, deserted settlements of many generations. Strangers will stand and feed your flocks, and foreigners will be your farmers and your vindresses. But you shall be called the priests of the Lord. People will speak you, speak of you as the ministers of our God, You will eat the wealth of nations, and you will boast of their riches. Instead of your former shame, you will have a double portion. And instead of humiliation, your people will shout for joy over their portion. Therefore, in their land, they will possess double what they have had forfeited. Everlasting joy will be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery. A burnt off with a burnt offering, and I have I will fulfill or faithfully reward them and make an everlasting covenant with them. That's basically where we are. Just choice is yours whether you want to be there. I mean, the opportunity now is to lean into the authorities we have and to be part of that group, that remnant, to restore the ancient places. And to do so truly with the heart of, a, of the love of our Father. There's one thing that's very important when we start praying into things. And, and it's really been hitting me hard. Because I can, I can run a tongue with fire. Though I must admit, if you have had an opportunity, if you ever get to Glad Tidings Church, if you weren't there this weekend, and you have an opportunity to meet a gentleman by the name of Israel. He's from Guyana. That dude can pray up a, a war cry like you can never believe. This man knows how to pray like few people I've ever come across, and he is a prayer warfare dude. But that said, we have to keep in mind that our Father loves everyone. And I know, you know, at times, and there's going to be a lot of debate about this because I hear this in the very conservative sides of faith, like, well, they haven't saved, accepted Jesus, they're going to hell. You know what? Our Father loves everybody. The doors are open. He is he is hold he holds off on vengeance because he doesn't want to see his children harmed. He knows that it's easy to be misled in this world. So when the hammer finally drops, it drops also with a heavy heart of our Father. And we're at this point right now, and I'm I'm saying this because this is really clear with me in prayer and with with the words given that he is extending a hand. It's in the, in my opinion, we're in the final hour. And I don't think it's just my opinion because I'm getting words that are saying that. I have others that are saying the same thing. We are in this final window and it isn't the end. It's a, it's a transition of ages. And this whole point is that there's so many out here that are still lost and father hasn't given up on them, nor should we. But we know that there's evil out here and that evil, as I'm working on my warfare prayers more and more, really needs to be driving to breaking them from their cult thinking and driving them to their knees to to confront our Lord and Savior Jesus, to have that experience that truly just drops them. I'm kind of prefacing all this because I want to talk more tonight about men because we're really lacking the strength of men. 
And we're not getting enough into the understanding, I believe, of the warfare that's happening with men and women to pit them off against each other, and we don't even realize it. And much of it's being driven by the Jezebel spirit, which we're going to talk about. Patriots. With all the danger out there in today's world, many Americans are concerned about the very real possibility of prolonged food shortages. That's why I urge everyone to secure a supply of long-term emergency food while you still can. And I highly recommend you choose My Patriot Supply as your supplier. They're the nation's largest preparedness company. And right now, they're offering a special deal when you buy their three-month emergency food kit, which lasts up to 25 years in storage. With each kit you order, you'll receive a bonus package of crucial survival gear worth over $200 for free. The three-month emergency food kit guarantees your family will have peace of mind during a disaster, and the survival gear will help you be even more prepared. The kit includes breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks with over 2,000 calories a day. Best of all, this food is tasty. Your whole family will love it. To get your emergency food and your free survival gear worth over $200, go to preparewithbards.com. Preparewithbards.com. Patriots, there's no time to waste. But I want to read this. This is Matthew 12, 43 to 45. It says, Now when the unclean spirit has gone out of a man, it roams through waterless, dry, arid places in search of rest, but it does not find in it. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it arrives, it finds the place unoccupied, swept, and put in order. Then it goes and it brings with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. And they go in and make it their home. And the last condition of the man becomes worse than the first. So will it also be with the wicked generation. In deliverance, it's not just about casting out a demon. We must set ourselves free and keep ourselves free. Those two go hand in hand. And then help others to be free. But it's very important to understand that if you just cast out a demon, you're like, la, 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 all done. You can expect that thing coming back like a boomerang with about seven others coming with it unless you are prepared to deal with what you just did. This is truly about proclaiming Jesus, repenting, and this key, these key concepts, healing and sealing. Healing the wound and sealing the armor. Healing the wound and sealing the armor. Because if you're not ready for this and you're like, oh, hey, cool, man, hey, demon, see you later, have a good day, it's, it'll, it'll tease you. And it'll go right out, and then when it comes back, it's coming back like with a double-sized baseball bat and a bunch of buddies to come with it. It's a gang. And then you've got a double trouble. Now, Jezebel spirit. This is a wicked one. And in, in many consider the Jezebel spirit, it's not just a particular spirit or demon. It's, it's a combination. It's different, it's different spirits within the Jezebel ranking, but they're all higher level. That's why I just read to you Matthew. And I want you to hear this again. Then it goes and it brings with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself. That's Matthew, 40, Matthew 12, 45. What you're hearing there is there's a ranking within the demonic, that there are demonic levels of wickedness, like some are worse than others. And the Jezebel spirit happens to be on the top ranking. 
And it's it's really dangerous as a spirit. Dangerous, I don't know if I want to say dangerous, just evil. And it's an intelligent spirit that allows it to adapt very clearly. And it gets in people. And it takes on different traits, and it's going to cause things. But what it's really focused on, it has maximum pride. It's vile. It's lustful and seductive. It's narcissistic. It's always trying to become the center of attention. Very judgmental, critical, condescending, and demeaning. It's very demanding and manipulating. It's cold, it's ruthless, it's cunning, and it's calculating. It's combative and confrontational. It's super good at lying and cheating. It cannot stand any form of constructive criticism. It hates all prophets, prayer, and anything to do with spiritual warfare. And it can give and is capable of giving false prophecies, visions, and dreams. That's the Jezebel spirit in a nutshell. Now, we kind of overstate the Jezebel spirit because what we tend to do is we tend to play everything out there and go, ah, that's a Jezebel spirit. That's a Jezebel spirit. And it's probably not because the Jezebel spirit is very intense as a spirit. However, I will say this. My belief is that when we are dealing with pornography and addictions of a lustful nature, at the very least... That is a spirit of influence of the Jezebel type. Now, I'm framing this because we touched on this last night, but I really want to get into this piece here. It's very, very important tonight, and it's men. What we do in, in our faith is a general, and I'm, I'm, this is a very broad brush, so I'm not pointing my finger at anybody, any church, nothing, but as a general way of working within faith, what happens is men get addicted to porn, and then the message that is put out there is you need to break this addiction or you're going to hell. You're sinning. You're a sinner. Instead of saying you're under attack, there's a big difference. I mean, I want you to think of yourself as a soldier in an army, like, and you're in the middle of a firefight, and your commander comes up to you and says, hey, private, you suck. Well, that's the motivation versus, hey, private, Get your head down, maneuver left and right, reload on the maneuver, and coordinate your fire with your with your fire buddy next to you. That's tactics to succeed. See the difference? And what we tend to do in, in our churches, our skinny jean pulpit in particular, and our dead stone walls, is it will be this thing. You're addicted to porn. You're a sinner. You're going to hell. Men are under attack. Satan knows exactly what it's doing. And what he's doing is he's trying to use this leverage of an attack on men, which gets into their head, and it generates the false sense of lust and lo- longing, and it we call it an addiction, when in fact it's literally a spirit and a demon coming at you and even attaching itself to men. And so we don't equip men properly. Part of getting rid of us, of breaking these connections, we have to identify that somewhere along the way, we have probably made a contract, whether intentional or unintentional, we've made a contract that has allowed the spirit to come in. It's not probably, that's how the spirit world works. 
We have allowed it in by some action. Whatever that action is, it's going to be many things. And once we've opened that portal, the, the demon has an ability to rest with us or influence us. That's the spiritual contract. So what we have to do is work with the origins of where that comes from. And sometimes that's very hard to deal with or identify, but we need to. It could be trauma. could have been something we did, like a man could, say, force himself onto somebody at one point in time. A man could have been victimized by another. A man could have been put down by his father. There's a lot of things that happen. There's a lot of issues that can cause a trauma. That's one example. And so the contract then that's made isn't intentional necessarily. It's not like going out there and doing a blood sacrifice and going, hey, demon, guess what? I want you to come in. We're not talking about that. That is a contract. But there's also the unspoken contracts. We're walking in a world that is spiritual first and physical second. And the problem is we don't understand the rules because they've never been taught. But the demonic understands them very well. And traps are set for us to step in. And pretty soon we find ourselves like, wow, that felt kind of good. And then you're like, whoa, wait a minute. That was a sin if we get that far. But that's what we have to get back to is like, oh, man, I made that turn there on that way. Instead of going left, I went right. And then when we get in there, we're going to have to identify that. And then we have to break the bonds. We have to break that. So we're going to have to go through a process of repentance. And the problem is that repentance isn't that we too often present this as it's like it's you are evil, so you must repent of your old life and you must be humbled and you are not worthy. I'll get rid of all that stuff. That's Satan working right in God's space. This is a place where we have to acknowledge the problem, first of all. A person who is addicted to porn, a person that's going to strip clubs all the time, a person who is constantly, when they see women, they're drawn in and all they can think about is this lustfulness and sex and aggressiveness and they, and they can't control themselves. They're like up there wanting to talk to somebody and engage with somebody, flirting all the time. That's just some of that profile. And a lot of that is the profile of a Jezebel-influenced environment. And we are living in a highly, depending on where you live, it's very highly Jezebel-influenced, especially when we get into this, the worlds of internet that are very saturated with sexualism and sexual imagery. Same with the, the advertising world. Or if you get into areas like the Portland is an amazing city in the sense that it is really consumed by a Jezebel spirit. It has more strip clubs per capita than any other city in the world. That's all Portland. And they say, and they, their big theme is keep Portland weird. Well, it's weird, all right. It's got a ton of demonic activity up there. So when you walk in that environment, you're constantly surrounded by these things and it's constantly coming at you. And if you could see it, you would see the attacks coming at you. That's Ephesians 6, 10 to 18, when it talks about flaming arrows. These attacks are coming all the time. But through our de-evolution, literally, I mean, the, the, the denigration of our, of our way of being with all the chemicals, pollutants, the way we're taught, even the way our faith is taught, we have lost the ability to see with eyes of God. Instead, we see with eyes of men. And we're very limited in our plane of seeing because we're in the physical realm all the time. So we tend to look at everything as a cause and effect. And we're told that everything is a cause and effect. You have an addiction to porn, it's your fault. It's an addiction to porn. We don't look at this as a trap that's being set. Now, we have free will. There's no question about that. And this is where you hear this. It's like, yeah, but he has free will. I understand that. All people have free will. All of God's children have free will. 
But keep in mind that we are the sons and daughters of the Most High. We are of royal blood. This demonic world does not want us waking up to our power. So they wage a war on men because men are, the, are supposed to be the protectors of the family. And then men get caught in these traps. But we don't give the tools for men to get out. We just condemn them for where they are. And I disagree with this, the condemnation approach 100%. Now, the choice men have to make is, do you want to be free? And if the answer is yes, then there's process. Now we have process tactics and we have mission. So that begins with, okay, we need to go through your story. We need to understand where this origin is. You need to be honest and transparent with what your addiction is, what you're dealing with. And then you need to take it to Jesus. Take it before the cross. You need to pray before it and repent on it. That's, that's a given because what's happening in the process of repentance is we're freeing ourselves from that burden. We're admitting in truth before the throne the honesty of our heart of what we've done wrong. And in so doing, God is not crushing us, which is, there seems to be that whole theme is like, God is going to crush you. God is there to love you and raise you up because he wants to see you succeed. And so he's raising us up in that process, knowing that we will probably fall again, but it's us to get standing back up within the power of the throne. And then we have to go to the wound, and we have to pray to that wound and heal it and seal it. But then we've got to get rid of that demon because there's something in there that has managed to break the contract, and we have to break that contract. So what does that contract look like? We don't know until you understand the source of it, but it is some form of a contract that's been made intentionally or unintentionally that allows a demonic influence to come in and penetrate our armor. And that has to be broken off. And that can be broken off with the blood of Christ. That can be broken off with our repentance with Christ. But the demons will are, are tricky because they don't always like to leave. And they're going to try to convince you they're gone. And so this is where you have to dig deep and you have to literally tell that demonic, like, demon, be gone. Demon, be gone. Demon, in the blood of Christ, in the name of our Savior, Jesus, be gone. You have no place here. The contracts that which I have made, and intentional, unintentional, they are now broken. Demon, be gone. And you're going to have to do this sometimes for a while because you've got to wear that demonic down. Depending on how strong it is, it's a force that has to be worn down. And eventually it will leave. And it can be a rather dramatic departure. You'll find people when they go into sudden deliverance, like they'll manifest in crazy ways. Fall on the floor, do stuff. And, you know, the problem is that a lot of the conventional churches out here are like, oh, that's, that's ridiculous. Look, I've seen it enough. It's not ridiculous. This is real stuff. There's an interesting story that I came across the other day of an FBI whistleblower that was talking about what they call the massacre of Miami. It was like 1991, something like that. And there was a whole bunch of FBI agents that encircled and ambushed a couple, and plus some local police officers that encircled and ambushed two bank robbers. And what ends up happening in this firefight, they have ambushed them and they, they shot them. They shot these bank robbers, but they didn't die. Instead, they got back up and they went through the lines and they shot every one of the FBI agents. And one of the agents wasn't killed. His hand was shattered. And with his other hand, as these bank robbers ran away, he shot them each in the back of the neck and severed the head from the spine and that killed him. So they did an investigation. And 
in the investigation, they said to the public, oh, it's meth, which in the actual evidence and the actual autopsy, there was no meth in their body. So then they, for sake of public cover, they went and said, okay, well, let's look for any sort of drugs. There has to be drugs involved. There was no drugs involved, but what this is what they did find. At the place where these guys were staying, they found an altar. And at the altar, they found sacrifices to Baphomet. But in there, they also found these the calling out of, of a berserker spirit. Now, a berserker spirit is, has real history. It goes back to the Roman times. If you want to study the Picts and the Roman legion, the Picts would manifest this berserker spirit, which goes back to Loki and the Vikings. And this they would have people that would literally change their whole size, and they were ferocious. They would be able to come through and destroy like whole companies, and they couldn't kill them. Demonic possession is a very real aspect of the demonic world, and it's a part of the warfare that's being waged on men. And women, it's being waged on you too, but you don't realize it. So let me explain this. So one of the things that happens then is as men get attacked, it diminishes them. It weakens them. And we're seeing this a lot. And we're seeing men lurching back from that leadership role. It's difficult being on the point. And we're not teaching men the right tools to fight on the point, the point of the spear. And so the natural reaction is to withdraw. And in a society that's elevating women, it's very easy to let the women step into the front. Well, a couple things happen here. One, women desire, and by nature, this is not some sort of strange profile, by nature, women desire strong moral men. That's how God designed us. That's not demeaning. It's not saying that women don't have equal, have an equality in certain places because in the home, it's the balance of the man and the woman working together. But each has their strength. Problem is we're in a world devoid of strong men right now. So what ends up happening is there is a natural desire to seek out strong and moral men. But this is where women get walloped, walloped, by this Jezebel spirit. Because instead of recognizing strong men, too often women get seduced with the idea of trying to build a relationship in with men for other reasons. And this is how this fight continues. This is where you end up with relationships that are built on sex rather than the relationship in Christ. You get this constant thing of, of trying to find satisfaction through, and this is men and women, through, through sleeping together. You get all this crazed obsession of a sexualized culture. All of this stuff is out of, out of control. And then, of course, we end up where we are now, where it's been a very successful fight. They've moved the man out of the way. They've reduced the power of the woman in the home because they've moved her up into the workforce and the seeking of equality, while the role of the woman is quietly being replaced by a man in a skirt that's going after the kids to prey on them, groom them, and flip their gender and ultimately take them away from the family. That is like the Pied Piper from hell. We have got to get hold of this. This is not a joke in any way. It's not something we can pass off libly, glibly. The tools are what's important. We have been given the authorities to step on snakes and scorpions and authority over all evil. And men, you need to understand this, women equally. So please listen. Men. Addictions to porn, you have to get over your guilt and get into your repentance, first step. 
God wants to help. It's not an issue here of like, oh, la la, I'm so guilty. Suck it up, man. Be a man for once. Understand that lustfulness for porn, understand that lustfulness for women is not the way we are designed. It is the way Satan wants you, and it is the way that the warfare against you is working. So you have to begin with a repentance, and you have to take it before the Lord and ask for forgiveness and repentance, and then you've got to find that wound of what caused it. That's your contract. That's the contract that's allowed the influence of the demonic in. So then you've got to go through your deliverance. And I'm not going to be able to give you the whole course on that tonight, but essentially you've got to cast out that demon. Sometimes you're going to need some help. But here's the next thing. This isn't just going to go away. You're going to, every time you step out now, that enemy knows that you have got a wound there. Even when we say heal and seal the armor, it's just like anything else. If you hurt your leg, pull a muscle, you know that you're going to have to overtrain it to build it stronger because it still has a tendency to be weak. The enemy is going to come after you. And especially early on, the enemy is going to send sevenfold what you normally get to try to break you again. You've got to be solid in your armor and you've got to know that when you engage, whether it's engaging in your, say, your work environment with other women, you're you're going to feel those temptations that are going to come back. Whether it's drawing you in because you see something sexual online, it's going to draw you in. You're going to have to change some habits. But you're also going to have to keep yourself focused on your tools of warfare. That means the first step is when you feel that attack coming, just like any smart person would in a gunfight, step off the line of fire and get off out of the way of the line of attack. That might mean stepping off the, out of the room for a minute. That might be shutting down your computer for a bit. You've got to go into prayer. You've got to rebuild that armor. You've got to get stronger. You have to call on your authorities to have dominion over all evil. And then you've got to step back in and re-engage. And that's going to give you the understanding as you do this more and more, you're going to be able to do this on the fly. But it's a discipline and a training. And to understand that we are given the tools. Women, I'm just going to be candid. Sorry if it makes you uncomfortable. There's a lot of women out here that are are desiring to find a strong and moral man. I get it. Here's my first thing to you. Put your eyes on Jesus and trust that Jesus will bring what you need to you, number one. Number two, when you do encounter somebody who you feel is a strong moral man, check yourself and make sure you're not finding that as an attraction of a sexual nature because you're complicating the problem for the man as well. Remember, both people are under attack. And you've got to undo the same principles. You're going to have to step back. You have to prayer up. You've got to get your armor up. And you're going to have to yourself, women, go through a process of identifying if you have weaknesses in your armor and if you have demonic influences that you've made unintentional contracts to cast them out and put your eyes first on demons. I'm sorry. Jesus, don't put them on demons, please. We're all under attack, and we have to start understanding that we are together in this. It isn't one or the other. It's not like, oh, he's a porn addict. I've said before, the fastest growing market in the porn industry is women. That's part of the indication of how successful the enemy's being. Any relationship that ultimately happens in our lives needs to first and foremost be eyes on Christ, and through Christ, we build through each other. The closer we get to Christ, the more the relationship comes. Trust me. I'm a train wreck on my damn relationships. I don't even hesitate to say it. And every one of them missed that critical point that the relationship is built through Jesus, not in bed. 
So it is important to understand this because if we are not going to be honest with one another, honest with our hearts and honest to working together, we are not going to get through this. We have got to restructure the strength of the man and woman team. And ultimately that reflects how strong the family is. Men coming from a man, this garbage of sitting on the side and letting kids get rolled up, not defending families, not getting engaged on the front end, you are being a victim of a world that has been attacking you and trying to diminish you, and it's working. So don't let it. You've got to get back to that warrior heart. You've got to get the spine strengthened. It's just like fitness. You're going to have to get out there, and you're going to find it's going to be difficult because this minute you step out there, it's just like anybody that accepts Jesus. If we don't put a support group around them and understand that the minute that they accept Jesus— the enemies come in full force. They understand what that means. Unfortunately, way too many places where people accept Jesus, they just throw them out to the wolves. And throwing them out to the wolves is so intense that it's, it just eats them up. Here's the deal. We are literally in a war, and it's a war to destroy God's children a war to destroy the Most High. And it is a war right now where we are literally in a place where we are, if we don't start coming together, we are literally going to lose this thing because it's breaking us apart from our greatest strength. Our strength is in us putting our unity through Christ. All that other stuff, you know, the loneliness of the heart, all of that, it's because we're not understanding the depth of the relationship we have in Christ. And the enemy knows this and it's breaking people down. And it's using as a supplement to do that, as it actually as a catalyst to do that, it's using the lustfulness and the power of the Jezebel type spirit to move people into these these places of just consume, consumption of the physical in the flesh. All of this can be overcome. And it can be overcome very, very easily as long as we are pivoting and understanding our authorities. Our authorities here are to have dominion over all evil, but we have to believe that and we have to use the tools. And we have to start appreciating that each person, each gender, there's only two, each gender, man and woman, are equally under different types of attack because if, they can, if the enemy can break that connection and weaken each, it gets what it wants. And what is it? We're seeing it all around us. It wants the children. I mean, the whole story of the Pied Piper is the principle of taking the kids away from the people. Why? Because that's the prize. The blood of the child gives great power. And bringing in a child and converting a child or getting a child to walk away from Jesus and walk away from their gift right of God is of great worth to them. This is how they survive. So our role has to be to first and foremost strengthen ourselves. And as we strengthen ourselves... We are going to be able to create a greater protection for the children. But we have to get past the guilt, folks. 
I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm not, I've heard this too much. I hear people come in, I get, I hear them get the lectures on, especially with porn right now, because it is so prolific on the web. Yes, we are part of the problem. Be very clear about that. But yes, we have all the tools to deal with it. And no, it's not going to go away quickly. And yes, it's going to be a perpetual attack. So arm yourself up, strengthen your armor and be mighty in the world. Now, the last part of this, which is so important, we are intended to be people doing physical things with our hands. The more time that we spend in these digital spaces, if we're unawares, it will draw us in and influence us in dark ways. It's designed to do that. And I, I spend hours, you know that, to do these shows. But I make distinct choices to break away from things to go out, get into the garden, get my hands dirty, go up, work with cows, get my hands dirty, work with bees, get my hands, well, sticky, not dirty, right? Ride my ATV, go shooting, build stuff. These are things we have to do, weld stuff, whatever we're doing. Men in particular, you've got to get your hands dirty. Women, I think, have it a little bit easier because many, many women still have more of a traditional role of working in the household, doing things with their hands. It's good. And these podcasts are designed to listen to while you can do other things. That was the intent from the beginning. So you don't have to sit in a screen and watch me talk because that would get boring anyway. I don't know how you could do that. So work on getting physical in your life and creating things. It separates the power. It separates us from the influence of the demonic. And then again, if you have the problem, if you're having an addiction... Especially, man, spine up, man. Like, be honest about it. Don't try to hide it. If you're getting pulled away, sit down with your wife or your or your girlfriend, your fiance. Talk about it. Women, if you hear it, be able to be that person to hear it and work with your partner if you love them. That's the key here. Because everybody out here is on the battlefield. And I've, I read these testimonies. It's like, oh, I heard the most horrible thing. I stumbled on my f- husband having porn. I'm so heartbroken. Okay. I'm sure that's not an easy thing to take, but let me just add this. If you could see the demonic attack your husband was under, I would guarantee you, you would have a greater level of empathy. So if you can achieve honesty between the two of you and talk through these things at a different level, rather than it being a breaking point for a marriage or a diminishing point for a marriage, it can actually be one of the most empowering moments to come together, to overcome this force and to work together to be tighter and more focused in the body of Christ. I hope that makes sense because this is killing me in a not really way just like breaking my heart because there's so many people that are suffering from this and there's no reason for it. But it is a fault of, in part, because the way the churches teach this, they con- they condemn rather than trying to rebuild too often. And it becomes this translation to you're evil, you're sinful, you're going to hell too often. When in fact, it's part of the war out here. I mean, if I go out and I see a soldier that's got a shoulder wound in it and he's and he's limping along, I'm not going to be out here like, hey, private, you dummy, you got shot. You're going to hell. First thing I want to do is do triage on the wound. Then I want to stabilize the wound. I want to get him back so a medic can look at him and give him 
enough healing and the tools that he's going to need, whether it's exercises or whatever, so he can get himself reset to come back and fight again. I need him on the battlefield. I'm not going to shuck him away. But we're not valuing each other enough to realize that this is a war with a massive battlefield. It's everywhere out here. Everybody's getting attacked. One way or another, you're getting attacked. I went through weeks of this with this Bards Fest. I mean, literally attacks every day trying to create doubt within me. Now, I know what I'm dealing with. I knew it was coming, but even then I would take it to the Father and say, okay, Father, listen, I am not going to not do Bards Fest, but I am, one, I need some clarity. Sometimes I need a little support here because this attack is intense and I need to vent. Well, God listened to me. God was there with me. We, my heart told me I was going to power through. I did. And along the way, I had some doubts, which in my book is when God's putting something before you and I'm doubting, I consider that a sin. So I'm clear. I'm not telling you have to take it on. That's how I walk. But I know Father would forgive me as he understood my heart of what I was struggling with. And I overcame it. And we had an incredible festival, thanks to our Father and his infinite patience. So value each other in this fight. Understand that this is, if there is an addiction, I'm going to say it again. Identify it, speak it. Speak Jesus into it. Start repenting. Get busy. Don't be weak and try to hide it. Get a spine and be a man. Women, if you have the same addiction, I'm going to say the same thing. Get a spine. Be a strong woman. But let's move forward on this stuff. Understand that every single person out here is getting hit with similar attacks. It's a question of whether the enemy can find a crack in the armor to get in. And we have got to have our armor strong. So when we find it, we're going to repent on it. We're going to pray to Jesus for the healing of that wound. We're going to find the wound. We're going to pray to Jesus to heal that wound. We're going to seal the armor. And then we're going to find that demon and we're going to cast it out. And then you can do fun things like bind the demon in the blood of Christ and send him to, to the lake of fire. And while you're at it, commit him to speaking only these words, Jesus is Lord, so that every time that demon speaks it in the lake of fire, it gets burned even more. But we've got to build a ruthless warrior heart within us. And it has to be that intense. And understand, again, everybody's under attack. If you just imagine like doing an assault on a village and there's machine gun fire going everywhere. They're not just pointing at one person. They might initially, but I swear, if you're going to get different attacks, you're going to get fire coming at you from all sides. And the last thing you're going to do is when somebody gets wounded, you're going to leave them on the battlefield. The first thing you're going to do, if the medic can get there to him, or if you can help them, or if that person can do it themselves, is they're going to put a quick bandage on, get themselves strong enough to where they can continue to fight. And if they're incapable of moving forward in the fight, then you've got to triage them, move them off to the side and make sure they get proper care and then get them reinforced, empowered so they can get back in the fight as quickly as possible. No one ever gets left behind. No one's ever looked at as being dumb or stupid. Everyone's equal in the sense of everyone's getting fired at and getting attacked. There's going to be some casualties along the way. But the idea is that as you work together, as we work together as a team and understand that we are together as a team in this fight, then we're going to get through this together. And most importantly, 
We're going to get through this through our love in Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we are blessed tonight to be here and assembled together. And we are thankful for all that was given and all the blessings continue to giving, being given to us as we learn more and more about how to better operate in this spiritual battlefield. Father, we're going to pray for continued blessings and wisdom to pour upon us, to open our eyes truly to what this enemy is doing, to be clear in our, in our sight and eyes that you give us to see, to understand how this enemy is maneuvering, and to develop a deeper and more compassionate appreciation for the collective whole of the body of Christ, to understand that we're all under attack, and therefore we all work together to raise each other up, whether married or not married. For the marriage, married couples that are under intense attack, in particular the men that are under intense attack with sexualization, lust, porn, all these things. Father, my prayer tonight is that men will have the strength in their heart to identify and admit the problem and then bring it to the throne. Pray on it. Submit it to you. Ask for forgiveness. Be strong like a man. Admit that there's a weakness there. Be honest with their partners, their wives, their fiancés, their girlfriends. Be honest about it. That's the test of a true relationship. If the relationship can't handle that, then it can't handle much else. Rebuild the strength in the relationship through the love in Jesus. And Jesus, I just pray tonight that you can have that encounter with those that are struggling with this to remind them of what it truly is to be in love through you together and to remember the tools and authorities that we have, Father, that strengthen the heart to know that we have the power to subdue the enemy, to step on snakes and scorpions, to heal, to cast out demons, to raise the dead, and to spread the word and the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Father, those are my prayers tonight as we pray to see men stand, be stronger in this world, confronting those challenges that they face, being honest about it and overcoming, and now being the true warriors that we need for their families, for the children, and for this nation, and for the kingdom. We say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. I know these probably are not like fun conversations to have, but they're real. It's a crisis that we're dealing with. It's getting worse. Sexualization of everything is getting worse. And we have to literally lean into this. So I am, as I sit here tonight, I'm just hoping that some of these words, that God put this on my heart today to speak this. And I know we touched on it last night, but I, I'm really stressing this point that we have to understand that we are all in this fight together. The enemy is coming after all of us that walk with Christ, that put our faith in something greater than him, this father of lies, that we, have, that we stand as the children of the Most High. Those are real threats to them. And so they're going to launch every possible attack they can. And one of the most pernicious, devious, and corruptive is the attack of pornography and lust, and that's right in the playbook of the Jezebel spirit. None of this is easy to overcome, 
It takes a discipline. And at repentance I'm talking about, you may be repenting multiple times a day. Get used to it. But those tools you have, they were given to us by Jesus to have authority over the enemy. Take them, use them, pray into it. Learn to be strong in the deep relationship with Christ. Forgiveness is part of God's path. And as we're moving forward and we keep trying to improve, that's a big symbol of a commitment to trying to find a greater relationship in God. If you're just going to sit on the side and keep doing the same thing over and over and just like, oh, sorry, and then go back and do the same thing, that's nothing but just weakness. So get a spine. If you've got a problem, admit it, get over it, pray into it. When I say get over it, admit it. Repent into it. Seek Jesus. Speak Jesus into it. And start working on healing and sealing you're healing the wound and sealing the armor and getting that demon out of you and then get back on the battle line. And if you've got a partner, put your love in Jesus first, then to your partner, because that will be the bridge and get back on the battle line and lead in this fight. We need more men on the point. All right. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again Dive into the deepest end Oh, I want to feel something Let me get back in